Welcome to the Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast, where today we will be listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Brent Russell. It is great to be with you today after three weeks of vacation. You know how you uh, go on a vacation sometimes and you come back and you need a holiday? I didn't do that this time. I, I actually got some real good rest, and so I'm walking uh, from a place of rest into the fall, so that's all good. I understand that you were in great hands when, when I was away. Uh, I heard that both Jeff and Sean did wonderfully, and, and you were blessed, and you moved uh, steps forward to, towards Jesus, and so uh, I'm so thankful that I'm able to leave and not have to worry about you people and what's happening. This week, I spent a lot of time with people. Um, I've heard some fantastic stories of how God is at work in your life. I, uh, this week I, I heard about a person who was, who was healed from the trauma of their life through, through uh, healing, healing prayer. And just so cool. Heard from a person who was, who was finding God to be their comfort in the middle of just some real messy stuff. Heard of a person who was uh, finding God to be their strength in, in the middle of, of some grief and some trouble and all that kind of stuff. I am so thankful so, uh, for what God is doing in our midst. I'm really thankful for that. Um, of course, this past week, BBS uh, had amazing volunteers. You heard we had between 50 and 60 every day. And at... Um, here, here's something really cool. Um, at the beginning of the summer, we stood up here and said, hey, you know, we have some kids who would like to go to camp, and, uh, but they don't have the money to go to camp. Would you give towards that? You guys stepped up as you always did, and you gave money. People, our youth were able to go to camp. Some of those uh, youth gave their hearts to Jesus at camp. And some of those youth who gave their hearts to Jesus were leading our VBS this week. Isn't that cool? Like, I mean, that is so cool, right? Like, it just... Um, I'm so thankful for that. This morning, I want to talk about, well, why do VBS? Why do church? What's the point of coming to church? Last fall, Linda and I went out for coffee with a, a woman. She was trying to figure out God and where he fit in her life. And so we went to Starbucks, and she really didn't know anything about church or God. And so she looked at it and said, so, so you're, you're here representing the Free Methodist Church, right? And Linda and I said, that was a bizarre concept to us, right? Because, hey, don't get me wrong, I love the Free Methodist Church, but we're there representing Jesus. Uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, what we do um, in church is not about church. It's about Jesus. Now, I've known churches who do church for church's sake, and volunteering in church was to strengthen the church, and, but uh, churches that make a difference are about churches that are not about church, they're about Jesus. And so that's why we get together. That's why it's about VBS, why we do VBS. It's about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. So the question then is, well, if it's about Jesus, what was Jesus about? Mark chapter 1, verse 14. Later on, after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee where he preached God's good news. The time promised by God has come at last. He announced the kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins. Believe the good news. 
Now, if you've heard, been hanging around Christians at all, you probably heard the word gospel. Gospel is, just simply means good news. That's why some Bible translations translate it from the Greek this way. Now, after John had been taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee and uh, preaching the gospel of God and saying the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe the good news. So the church is about Jesus. What's Jesus about? Well, he tells us he, he's, he's about the good news. He's about the gospel. So he says, repent of your sins and believe the good news. Repent means that you've been walking away from God, or at least you've been walking in your own direction. You haven't been walking towards God. Repent means changing your direction and walking towards God. He says, repent and believe the good news. So if the church is about Jesus and Jesus is about the good news, the gospel, what's the gospel about? What does it mean to believe the good news? What does it mean to believe, what does believing the good news do for you and for me? Why, why repent and believe the good news? Well, when I was growing up, it seemed to me that the main reason to believe the gospel was to get into heaven. And it wasn't so much that we wanted to get to heaven, it was that we didn't like the alternative, right? And so it was just, uh, I, I believe in heaven and I'm looking forward to heaven. You need Jesus to get into heaven. But if heaven's the main purpose of the gospel, then this life doesn't really matter. But when you read the Bible, you can't get away from the fact that this life isn't all there is. There's something coming, coming next. But this world, who you are, how you live, matters to God. It's true. So a byproduct of the gospel is that you get to go to heaven. But I don't think you can make a case for, from Scripture that that's the main point of the gospel. As I grew a little older, it seemed to me that the main point of the gospel was to get rid of sin. Now, it's a little easier to get the idea, that idea from Scripture. After all, the Bible is very clear. Christ died for our sin according to the Scriptures. The Bible's clear. There's nobody who's righteous, not one of us. Uh, it says that he, Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin on our behalf on the cross. The reason why Jesus died was to deal with your sin and my sin. And if you're thinking sin doesn't matter, then the follow-up is that Jesus' death on the cross doesn't matter. And we know that that's not true. Easter matters. Our sin put Jesus on the cross. And when you see how much our sin cost Jesus, you, you have to come to the conclusion that in God's eyes, sin needs to be dealt with. In fact, you know what the Bible teaches is that God hates sin. Problem comes when we go to define sin. The traditional definition of sin is either missing the mark of God's perfection or a willful transgression of a known law. It's like, I know stealing is wrong, but I go ahead and steal. That is a sin. We've broken God's law. But there's another aspect of sin. Uh, the Bible phrases it in medical terms. The wages of sin is death. Um, have you ever seen a person who is poisoned by 
hate or bitterness. I think it's right to talk about sin as a poison. You ever seen somebody poisoned by envy or jealousy? You ever had someone who is so full of themselves that it leaves a sour taste in your mouth? Have you ever met somebody so judgmental that they poison those around them? If you have, then you can see that sin is a poison to our hearts. It's a poison in our lives. It's a poison to our soul. Here's what you need to know about God. God loves you. I mean, God, God really loves you. It's, it's not that he, you know, kind of likes you, maybe. It's not that, well, okay, he's a little bit fond of you. No, God deeply, profoundly, passionately loves you. And the reason why God hates sin so much is that sin poisons us. It kills us. Have you ever had... Have you ever loved someone who was destroying their, their life by alcohol or drugs? If you have, you'll get this. You deeply love that person, but you hate what the alcohol and drugs is doing to them. God hates sin. The gospel is about dealing with sin, just like it is about going to heaven. But there's more to it than that. So Jesus... If all that Jesus said was, you know, came and he said, don't drink the poison. Great public service announcement, but there's a lot more to it, to life than not doing something. Gospel goes much further than just deliverance from sin. Why does God hate sin? Sin brings death. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. And uh, the reason why God hates sin is that well, death is the opposite. It's the enemy of who God is. Death is against all that God stands for because he's the author of life. So what's the purpose of the gospel? The gospel is to bring life. Let me quickly walk through some verses from the gospel of John. Uh, John chapter 1, verse 4 says this. Next slide. Um, In the beginning was the Word. And uh, John... Uh, starts out his book talking about the Word, and we see a little farther down who Jesus is. In the beginning was, uh, we see a little farther down that the Word is Jesus. In, in the beginning was the Word, and Jesus, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. Catch that? In him was life, and that life was the light of all humankind. In Jesus was life. And out of that life came light. And so that's another way of speaking of truth. The life that came from Jesus shone the light on who God is and who we are. Let's go ahead a few chapters. John chapter 3, verse 16, very familiar verse to you. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life, eternal life. And I told you before that God loves you. God so loved the world, you could insert your name in there, God loves you. He loves you so much that he gave Jesus. 
And if you believe in Jesus, you're given eternal life. And I know that when people read eternal life, they think about heaven, but it's actually life starts now. Eternal life starts now, and it goes into heaven. This is not so much about heaven, it's about life that starts now. One more verse from John chapter 10, verse 10. Thief comes to only to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you might have life and have it to the full. If you were to ask Jesus, what's the purpose of the gospel? He says, well, I've come that you might have life and have it to the full. He wants you to experience abundant life. The purpose of the gospel is to walk you into life. Now, there are some reasons that he wants us to be full of life, and I don't have time to get into all of that this morning. But if you've been walking with Jesus long enough to know that, well, the world's definition of life and God's definition of life is different. The world describes life as it depends on, you know, the right car or the right relationship or having the right money or doing the, the right things and having the right adventures. Um, you know, they don't define life. Those things are about what surrounds you. Those things are the context that you live in. And for some contexts, they're easier to thrive than others. But your context that you live in, the marriage that you live in, the financial status that you have, that doesn't define life. Life is something that happens on the inside. Something that happens when in spite of the context you live in, we have this deep sense of well-being. Even when things go bad, you can say, ah, oh. you look inside and you say, well, it's well with my soul. Life is, is something that happens when you receive God's love and God's peace. It's something that happens where you learn to walk in joy. Here's what Jesus knew. Real life flows out of your relationship with God it flows out of the gospel, believing the good news. Your ability to flourish will come from what Jesus has done for you and what Jesus wants to do in you. You might imagine as a pastor that I've talked to a lot of people over the years, and I have. One of the observations that I often make is that oh, people's lives are messy. Like, I don't know. People's lives are just really messy. The, you know, some of the messes come from the choices they've made. Uh, or some of the messes come from things that were done to them, or some of the messes come from the fact that we just live in a broken world where there is grief and sickness and, well, injustice abounds. So when I say that people's lives are messy, I'm not being judgmental. I'm my <laughs> there have been so many times where my life has been such a mess sometimes. Here's the thing. There are some messes that you can fix by making better choices. There are some messes where you don't have the strength to make better choices, but as God walks with you, he can walk you into the, uh, the strength to make some of the better choices. But there are a lot of messes in this life that you can't fix. You can't fix grief. You can walk through grief, but the person is gone. You can't fix grief. There's a lot of things that life is just messy because, well, we live in an unjust world and sometimes we don't have the power to see justice happen. There's a lot of things that happen in our world that are just wrong. 
there's a lot of sickness and disease and things that happen that just part of being part of a fallen world. Here's the good news. No matter how messy your life is, God loves you right now, just as you are. You don't need a clean-up to come to him. You don't need a tidy-up to come to him. Talk to people who said, you know, yeah, pastor, I don't think I'll come to church because if I come to church, I think that lightning would strike me. And, uh, yeah, have you talked to those people? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, here's the thing. What they don't know is that God loves them deeply. You haven't been too bad for God. And he takes you right in the middle of your mess. God loves you in spite of the mess. Just God loves you. If you've been around Asbury for a while, you'll, you'll hear me say sometimes, you know, come as you are. Come to church just as you are. No perfect people allowed. If you're perfect, you know, that's your cue to leave. Because none of us are perfect, right? Um... But here's what God wants to do. He wants to work with you to heal you of the poison you've ingested. He wants to get rid of the sin in your life that's just holding you down. He wants to bring life into you. He wants to change you from the inside out so that those, those messy things, those things that have no fixes, and there's many of those things, you have the resilience, the life inside you to say, hey, even if life is bad, God is good and it's well with my soul. And he meets us right in the middle of where we're at. And we have this deep, settled sense of, yeah, even though life around me is bad, it's good. It's good inside because Jesus is with me wants to change us from the inside out. It's been my privilege to, to see brothers and sisters in many parts of the world. And I'm often struck by going to third world countries where people have very little, no social safety nets, no real medical help, and yet what you find is there's a deep sense of joy and contentment in their lives when they're walking with Jesus. And yet you ask how they do it, and they're just pushing into Jesus. And they're finding Jesus is enough. That's the good news. So back to our question. Why do we do BBS? We want our kids to experience life. Why do church? We want you to experience life. We want the people in Perth to experience life. What's the point of coming to church? Well, I'm hoping that we promote life. Church isn't about church. It's about Jesus. And Jesus' message was repent, turn and walk towards God and believe the good news. The good news, the gospel, is, is more, more than just getting into heaven. It's about that Jesus died to deal with our sin, the poison that's, that we've ingested into our lives that's keeping us from flourishing. Jesus is about life. He's about dealing with our sins so we can have life. He came that we would have life and have it to the full. 
We do what we do because we found hope and help in Jesus. He gets that life is messy. He gets that we're not in heaven yet. He gets that heaven will be heaven because all the, the stuff of the messiness will be dealt with. But he says, I can help you to flourish here. I can be right with you, walk right beside you. I'll be in you. I'll be strengthening you. I will give you life. Maybe you're here today and you've never asked Jesus to come into your life, deal with your sin, help you to flourish. How does that happen? Well, you just simply talk to him. Prayer is just simply talking to God. I know some people say, I don't know how to pray. You know how to talk to somebody? If you do, you can talk to God. He'll take you right where you're at. You don't need flowery language. Just take you right where you're at. You can talk out loud, or you can talk in your mind, and he'll hear that. I would encourage you to pray a prayer something like this. God, I've been kind of doing my own thing. I've not been moving towards you, so I repent. And I choose to move in your direction. Forgive me of my sin. I've drank a lot of poison. Please take the poison out of my heart and life. You said that you came to give me abundant life. I believe you. Jesus, I trust that you will do what you said you would do. I believe in you. Lord, you know the messy parts of my life. I give those to you. I give you permission to work on me so that whatever comes, I can flourish on the inside. If you're here and you've never prayed a prayer or something like that, I want to encourage you to pray that today. I'm going to lead us in prayer. It'll just be, I'm going to pray and leave some time of silence. And then uh, I'm going to invite you just in the silence of your own hearts to pray and lift up your request to God. And if you want to ask him into your life, I would encourage you to do that because, well, he's the God who's all about life. Let's pray. God, I've been kind of doing my own thing. I've been moving away from you. I choose to repent and move towards you. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of the poison that I've drank. Take the poison out of my heart and life. You said you've come to give abundant life. That's what I want. I believe you, Jesus. I trust you. Lord, you know the messy parts of my life? I give those to you. And I give you permission to work on me. So that come what may, I will flourish on the inside. Lord Jesus, I pray for each of us that you would continue to teach us to flourish, to live out your life in us. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast. Make sure to visit our website at asburyfmperth.com where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you'd like this broadcast, you might want to check out our Facebook page, Asbury Free Methodist Church. Until next week, take care and God bless.